says but they actually drag them into the center courts and when they bring them to the courtyard the magistrates and the leaders come before Paul and Silas and now they're bothered that Paul and Silas was preaching freedom and salvation please understand this that they're simply doing the will of God and they get seized by some angry pimps they get taken to the courtyard then the Bible says that they physically rip their clothes off so now they're standing nude in the midst of the courtyard and the Bible says that they begin to get beaten by rods ah yo they were minding their business all they wanted to do was pray all they wanted to do was pray and now they're naked and they've been beaten with rods and not only are they beaten with rods, but they're taken into the most inner dungeon. Has anybody ever had moments where you're like just doing the will of God? And everything is fine. And you're like, God, I just want to obey you. God, I just want to follow you. Can I tell you something? Can I give you a cautionary tale right now? Please understand this. Following Christ was never intended to be safe. Following Christ is actually dangerous. Following Christ is dangerous, y'all, because he'll put you in situations where you were just minding your business, trying to pray, and now you busted, now you're bruised, now you're beaten, and now the local pimps got a hold of you, and you locked up. And you're like, you're like, come on, God. Hey, any, anybody ever just kind of go to God and you're like, come on, God. This wasn't in the plan. This wasn't part of the schedule. I was going to Friday night prayer night, man. And I'm in prison. <laughs> we normally get locked up for not going to prayer. <laughs> we normally get locked up for doing bad stuff. But here they are preaching, setting people free. And now the pimps are mad. The leaders are mad. And now Paul and Silas are bruised and they're beat. And now they're in prison. Are you with me now? All right, now let's go to Bible. Because we're going to read this very familiar portion that you've all read your entire life. But I want you to know the heaviness of this. And the 
weight that it carries. Acts chapter 16, verse 25 to 26, and it says like this, about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Ah! I wrestle with this. At about midnight, Paul and Silas, they begin to pray and to sing songs. And all of us are sitting here like, well, duh. Why wouldn't you pray if you're locked up? Listen, first of all, I'd be pissed. Because I was only trying to do the will of God. I was only trying to pray. I was only trying to get to church. Like, I was only trying to be right. Like, I was only trying to feed the poor. Like, I was only trying to give my tithes and my offering. Like, I was only trying to do good. And now everything has gone bad. I have a problem with that. Can I be honest? Can we just be a little real? Like, I expect that when I'm good, God will say, good job, son. There is no one like you, Osvaldo. That just me? Not you? This moment, I'm front row in heaven. God. With everything that I have to put up with people, I'm kidding. Ah. Guys, come on, I'm kidding. Like, I'm a pastor. When I get to heaven, I should be the first one in the buffet line, right? Like, that's what we think. Oh, there's going to be a buffet. It's in there somewhere. You better check. That's some good stuff. Oh, yeah, uh-huh, for sure. Pork ribs and all that kind of good stuff. Camarones a la diabla and all that kind of stuff. Okay, a la diabla, no, but maybe al mojo de ajo, they'll be there. They'll be there. Like, I want to I be in the front, God, because I serve you well. Right? Like, I'm, I show up to church on time. I'm like the guys who sit in the back. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Come on, laugh. Jeez. I'm not like the hypocrites who sit in the front. I mean, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All of a sudden, you walk in on Sunday, and you don't even know where to sit. You're like, I'm just going to stand. There's these moments with God. You know what I mean? Like, like we feel like we deserve something. God, but I give my tithes. How do I lose my job? Like, like God, I, I'm there faithful. How are my kids lost? Like, like, God, this don't make sense. Like, my marriage is falling apart, and all I want is you. Like, if I'm honest with you, y'all, there's moments where me and God are here, but there's Katie's understand this. So when the Bible says that at midnight they began to sing songs, they're singing in the midst of pain. They're, they're singing in the midst of rejection. They're, they're singing in the midst of chaos. They had other plans, but now they find themselves bruised and in prison. Listen, y'all, when they singing, they singing from a place of brokenness. They're singing from a place of hurt. They're singing from a place of desperation. When they sing and they praise, everything has gone wrong. Woo! And yet they still 
got a song within their souls that'll cause the very gates of hell, that'll cause the very foundation of the prison to tremble. Woo! So they singing and they praying and the Bible says that the prisoners are listening. You know why the prisoners are listening? Because the prisoners must have known that they were preaching just a few days before. I, I dare say that there is a world that is waiting to see what our reaction will be when things don't go our way. Because it's easy to preach a word of faithfulness in the midst of abundance. It is so good to tell people to raise their hands when you don't know what they're going through. It, it is so easy to call somebody out when you haven't walked in their shoes. It, it is so easy to rile the crowd up and not know what's happening in your midst. It is easy to declare abundance when your pockets are full. But there is something special when all is lost but Christ. There is something special that happens. It takes a special man and woman of God that can praise God when hell is coming for them. They listening. Weren't you the preacher? I want to see what you got to say now. Now that you at the bottom with us. Now that you ain't got a way out, I want to see what your prayer is going to look like. <laughs> I want to know what you're going to say now. I want to see if you can still talk about God's deliverance. I want to see if you can still talk about God's faithfulness. I want to see if you can still sing a song that says, you are worthy of it all. I want to see what you got. My word, they have a song to sing. We normally have a complaint to give, and Paul and Silas have a song to give. Oh! <laughs> I'm, I'm, I wrestle with this scripture every time because it calls me out. How you going to react when things don't go according to your plan? How you going to react when the doors are shut? How you going to react when you ain't got to pay the bills? How you going to react? What are you going to say? You're worthy of it all. I don't know, God, not today. I just ain't feeling it, man. I went to go get some new kicks and my card was declined. How can I praise? The Nike app keeps giving me L's. My God. Grab a hold of that spirit. Jeez. There's a spirit we got to bind, Pastor. There's just moments, man. They, 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 they began to sing. The pimps got a hold of them. The leaders got a hold of them. They're beaten by rods. They're beaten to a pulp. And now they're in prison, y'all. Oh, did I tell you that all they wanted to do was pray? All they wanted to do was go in. All they wanted to do was go into, listen, listen. 
I, I love that the fact the Bible says that they prayed and they sing hymns and I am grateful that my God is not confined to a building made by man that you can praise God here or you can praise God in prison our God is not consumed by the things of the world isn't it so good to know that they were still get this they were still able to fulfill their journey did you catch that they were on their way to pray the only thing that changed was their location Some of you are on a mission, and because you hit a detour, you feel that the mission has changed. Let me tell you, God isn't changing your mission. He is only changing your location. He is only changing your surroundings. My God's mission is still the same. He may just need other people around you. It could be that the people that need him freedom weren't actually in the temple, but they were in the prison. When God gives you a detour, it should cause you to shout. Because when God gives you a detour, it means he's sending you to the right location with the right people waiting to hear the right message with the right response that will cause freedom to burst within their hearts and within their spirits. Listen, the mission doesn't change. They still got their prayer on. Uh, I love that God changes locations, but not the mission. And then get this, get this, get this. It says, and suddenly, and suddenly there was a great earthquake. Anybody just need a suddenly in their life? Come on, I don't know about you, but I'm waiting for a couple suddenlies. <laughs> Come on, let's be, how many of you guys need a suddenly in your life? Like, like you're going to get home tonight and then suddenly God just showed up. Like, like you're going to talk to your kids tonight and God suddenly changed their hearts. Like you're going to talk to your husband and suddenly God then changed the man. Like there are suddenlies. Some of you are suddenly waiting for a phone call. Some of you are waiting for suddenly to show up in the mail. Some of you are waiting for suddenly the doors to open. I believe in my spirit that there are suddenlies waiting to happen in this place. There's suddenly... Ah, suddenly God healed, suddenly God delivered, suddenly God restored, suddenly God made a way where there was no way, suddenly when they said no, God said yes, suddenly, unexpectedly, it was unexpected, I love that it was unexpected, the Bible says suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundation of the prison were shaken. And immediately, immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's bonds were unfastened. Please understand this. I think we've been worshiping with the wrong lens, with the wrong perspective. A lot of us have been worshiping so that God can get us out of something. But the God of the Bible will never get you out of anything. The God of the Bible will always get you through it. Did you listen to that? David says, hey, you are the good shepherd. 
you feed me, you guide me. And then he says, ye, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you are with me. The people of God find themselves with the Red Sea and the Egyptians behind me. God didn't get them out. God got them through. I think we've been worshiping with the wrong lens. God will never get you out. Because if God gets you out, you'll never experience the greatness. You'll never experience his faithfulness. You'll never experience breakthrough. You'll never experience signs and wonders in the awe of God himself. Do not pray for God to get you out. You better pray for God to get you through. Because the God of the mountain is the God in the valley. The God in the much is in the God of the less. The God in the abundance is the same God in my need. He is still the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Please, let me tell you, when we worship, it isn't so that we could get out of something. They're worshiping. They're praying. And then you read this part that says, suddenly the doors opened, the chains fell, there was an earthquake. Can I tell you something? Their worship didn't cause the doors to fall. Can I just dare say something? Their worship didn't cause the ground to shake. Their, their worship didn't cause the chains to break. What their worship did was invite God in. As they worshiped, God came in. And when God steps in, his very presence, the jail could not contain. His very presence, the chains could not hold. The very presence of God caused the world to shake. Please understand this. When they worshiped, it wasn't to get out, but it was so that God could come in. Your situation will only change when God comes in. So when God steps, so now God steps in to the prison. God isn't waiting for them to come out. God meets them in their mess. And God says, I see where you are. I'm about to come in. I love that I have a God who's willing to step into my mess. I love that I have a God who's willing to step in in the midst of my pain and in my hurt. I love that I have a God who isn't afraid of what I'm going through. But the God that I serve is as I worship, he steps in. And the situations begin to change. But I'm telling you, church, I'm telling you this, I'm telling you. It's the presence of God that makes a difference in your situation. It isn't how good you sing. It isn't. It isn't your anointing. Oh, my God, I'm gifted, I'm anointed. Shut up. Listen. Listen. It isn't your title. It, it isn't. I'm a pastor. Nothing happens. You're in the wrong business. Listen, the difference maker, young men, young women, mama, papa, let me tell you, the difference is the presence of God. 
That is the difference maker. So God comes into prison and, 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 and the foundation breaks and doors get flung open. What you need to experience breakthrough, what you need to experience deliverance, what you need to experience change, it isn't a voice. What you need is for God to step in to your mess so that God can turn your mess into a message. What you need is God to come in. So that things can break around you. And then the Bible says that the doors flung open. How many, look, how many of y'all would have loved to be in that moment to just see these things? <coughs> Come on. How many of y'all would love to see this? You know, there's a lot of stuff in the Bible that I'm like, yo, that would be pretty cool. And, and like anybody, like for real? But then there's other stuff in the Bible that I'm like, deuces, I'm out. I want no part in that. You know what I mean? Like, like when Jesus calls Lazarus out from the grave. I don't want to be there. Where I'm from, I don't even like driving by a cemetery. Some people are like, oh my God, Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. That is creepy. Man's been dead for four days. And he's just going to come out like he in the Thriller video? Listen, 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 Linda, Linda, listen. Listen, I'm from Richmond. When you see people that haven't slept in four days, you run. You see a dead body coming out of the tomb, I'm out. Yo, Jesus, we talk later, my man. Catch you on the flip side. I'd be so cool, Jesus walking on water. No, no, he wouldn't. No, no. You know why I know? Some of y'all can't even take the trash out when it's dark. Mom, I'll take it out in the morning. You scared. You scared. Especially if you got a long driveway with no lights. You see Jesus walking on water. The Bible says the disciples got scared and they yelled. And everybody's like, oh my God, they had no faith. Listen, I would have yelled too. I'd be like, yo, I, 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 this ain't for me. But this moment where God steps in, I don't have to go there. Because I've seen it in my life. Where God comes in. And whatever was broken, God begins to fix. Whatever was holding me captive, God began to break loose. What we need, men and women of God, is we need God's presence to come in. Because when He comes in, things change. When the jailer sees that the doors are open in this very chapter, the Bible says that he grabs a sword, Pastor Eli. And he's about to kill himself because he was in charge of the prisoners. And now that the doors are open, he thinks that the prisoners have fled. So the Bible says that he grabs a sword to take his life. And one of the most powerful statements in scripture is Paul says, hey, don't do it. We're still here. We need to be a church who's still here. 
We need to be a church who isn't so quick to run to the doors. God opens the doors and they stay. Why? If I'm in prison and the doors open, brother, what are we doing? stay they encounter the jailer and the jailer says what do I have to do to receive salvation the church has to get good at staying still even when God opens the door and even when God makes a way because I believe that God will open doors not for you to run but just to show you that he can still do it but there may be a jailer sitting next to you that needs you to stay in your pain, in your hurting, in your trouble, in your mess, and say, uh-uh, I can still praise him here. I can still praise him in my pain. I don't got to go nowhere. I don't got to run for the exit if God is here. Because I can be in pain, but if God is present, everything is well with my soul. At least that's what we sing. And they stayed still. Listen, listen, listen. Some of you got to get good at just staying where you are. Pastor, but I've been praying for the doors to open. I understand. But there are people who are depending on you staying right where you are. There is a bigger picture. There is a greater cause that the world needs a church that says, listen, we are still here. I don't care how much you give me. I don't care what's happening. We are still here. There is a world that is going to die if the church leaves and runs. If Paul and Silas leaves, the man dies. But because Paul and Silas stay, the man is saved. And I'll finish with this. He takes them home with him. This homie, he, this boy takes them home. The jailer. He feeds them. And you know what he does? He begins to actually wash their wounds. You know, I told you they were just beaten. The very jailer that was watching them is now washing them. God will use your very enemies. God will use the very people that hurt you, that kept you down. God will use the very people to begin to wash your wounds. They go home with him. His family is saved. And then they go back to prison. <laughs> and they go back to prison. <laughs> hey, would you stand to your feet?
different praise. It's a different song. And it's different. It's different. It's different. Yo, let me tell you people, it's different, man. It's different when you're going through it and you still got a song within your spirit to give to God. It is different when God makes way and you stay still. It's different. It's different when you experience the pimps, the beatings in the prison. Boy, oh boy, it's different. Because through it all, our reasonable response is to give God praise. So here's what I want to do. If you've been through some stuff in your life, I want to invite you to worship tonight. Just for a minute. I want you to just lift up your voice. <laughs> if you've been through some pain, experience hurt hey if you've been going through I, I feel in my heart that some of y'all are like before you got here you're like yo this week was tough I don't even know how I made it through it's different man it's different it hits different it hits different when you've gone through it all you sing a song of worship into our creator I believe that God himself calls the angels to silence as he hears his sons and daughters declare his goodness and his faithfulness yo it's different there is nothing casual about it Silas didn't know if they were going to get out. So they figured if we're not going out, we might as well have them come in. <laughs> so come on, if you've been through it, <clears throat> if you need to come to the altar, come. If God's been stirring you up this whole night, I want you to come up. Come on, in your own words. Come on, God, you are an awesome God. You are a faithful God. You are almighty. You are all-knowing. You are awesome. You are the beginning and you are the end. You are the alpha and you are the omega. You are the prince of peace, the counselor. You are the mighty rock on which I stand on. You are my fortress. You are my healer. You are my deliverer. You are he who transforms. You are he who makes way where there is no way. Come on, come on. Raise your voice. Raise your voice. Come on, raise your voice. Raise your voice.
He is still the same God. He is still the one that called you. He is still the one that sent you. He is still the one that appointed you. He is still the one that anointed you. He is still the one that commissioned you. He is still the one. Come on, come on, come on. Open your mouth. Come on, come on, saints. Open your mouth in this place. You are faithful. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, you're here. You're here. You might as well go for broke tonight. You're already here. You might as well give God some praise. You're already here. Worship, worship. Come on, lift it up, lift it up, lift it up. It's been hard, God. It's been hard, but I'm here. Come on, tell them. It's been hard, but I'm still here. It's been painful, but I'm still here. Come on, tell them. Tell them. Tell them. God, it's been hard, but I'm still here.
if you were on the verge of giving up, I'm feeling my spirit. Somebody here was on the verge of giving up. I don't know what it was on, but I want to pray for you. You've been carrying this burden. It's been getting hard for you. And I want to pray with you. I want to pray for you. So if that's you, raise your hand. I'd love for you to come up. We'll pray for you tonight. Hey, you don't got to go through this alone. Paul wasn't by himself. He had his brother Silas. You aren't in this by yourself. You have brothers and sisters around you tonight that stand with you and for you. So if that's you, I want, I want to pray for you really quick. Come on. Church, raise your hands this way. Come on. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, let me get some sisters that'll come up here and just cover her right now. Whatever you're going through tonight, says the Lord, I'm stepping in. I'm stepping in, says the Lord. And when I step in, suddenly this will happen. God says, I'm stepping in. I'm not afraid of what you're going through, saith the Lord. I'm stepping in. And you're about to experience suddenlies in your life. You're about to experience the very foundation shake, says the Lord. You're about to experience breakthrough, says the Lord. You weren't designed to quit, says God. But I'm stepping in tonight. God in right now. Invite God in. Say, God, I'm going to let you in. Come on. Some of you need to let God into your marriage. Come on. Come on. Some of you need to let God. Come on. Come on. Let him in. Let him in. Let him in. Let him in. Say, God, would you come in right now? God, would you come in? 
Come on, some of you have been longing for change. Let him in. Let him in. Let him in. Father, I pray that tonight be a night like no other. 
God, those who have been restless this past week, Father, I, I pray that tonight be the night that they get rest in your presence. God, that tonight as they shut their eyes, I pray that you would swoop in like the, like the Father that you are and that you would embrace them in your loving, kind, and tender arms, Father. That, that as we wrestle with our thoughts, that as we wrestle with our feelings and our emotions, that you'll be the God who step in. In the very beginning of time, the Bible says that when it was dark and void, your spirit hovered over the chaos. And I am encouraged to know, God, that you are still hovering over us today. So would you step in? for your marriage tonight come on I pray for your marriage tonight I pray for your marriage tonight somebody here needs to hear that tonight I bless your marriage tonight God's not done with it yet you better keep fighting for her you gotta keep fighting for him don't let nothing come between you uh, God may you be the cement the glue that'll keep him together God that it be your love God that'll cause a passion to burn for each other like the very first day God we come against all schemes of the devil God and we declare that the marriage is yours that our homes are yours God we praise you we give you honor and Shout your name tonight. Hey, I'm just going to do this last one only because I've been wrestling with it. But I, I got to say it. Hey, if, if you're in here tonight and you've been, you've been dealing with either some depression or fear, uh, if you've been just wrestling with yourself, you've been battling with anxiety and stuff like that, I, I want to pray for you tonight. Um, listen, and, and before you, you think that this, this isn't God, this isn't God calling you out. This is actually God stepping in. Uh, and I know those are always like these, these, these scary moments. Uh, but if you've been dealing with anxiety, depression, whatever it be, suicidal thoughts, you've just been consumed by fear and trouble, uh, I want to pray for you tonight. This isn't God calling you out. This is God coming in. That this isn't a moment where what are people going to say, but this is a moment that, that God would, would pause what's happening and say, listen, I'm coming for you tonight. I'm coming for you. And I'm moving strong, says the Lord. So, hey, if that's you, raise your hand. Just come up. Come up. Come on. I want to pray for you. Young lady, come on. Come on up. Come on up. I want to pray for you right here. Come on.
just give it a minute. Come on, just give it a minute. God's stepping in right now. Come on, God is stepping in right now. Hey, come on, church, extend your arms this way. Come on, God's stepping in right now. He's healing wounds that have been there for years. God says, you've been mad for so long, but he says, I'm stepping in and things are going to change. God says, you no longer have to fear, he says. He says, I'm a different kind of father. I'm one that you can trust. I'm one that will never leave and never forsake you. I'm not a God who hurts, but a Father who heals.
there is no one like you. God, there is no one like you. There is no one like you. There is no one like you, God. There is no one like you. There is no one like you, God. That you would step in. to the mic, um, I just want to give you the benediction really quick. I, I do this over my church every time we gather, um, and I, I would love to give you a benediction tonight if that's okay. Hey, uh, hey church, would you raise your hands? Hey church, uh, I love you guys. Thank you so much for just allowing me to be here, and uh, we're always excited to see you, but until we see each other again, the Lord bless you and protect you. The Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. The Lord show you his favor and may he give you his peace. Hey, church, we love you. Thank you so much. God bless you, Pastor. Come on, if Jesus has done something in your life tonight, can you make some noise? Can you give him a shout of praise? Come on, a loud hand clap.
presence is so sweet in this place.